Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed. Selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. In today's episode, which is the first episode of our third season, we are going to approach a somewhat different topic. However, it is important to acknowledge that it is probably the most significant issue that each of us will address throughout our lifetimes. During the past few weeks, while there was a break in our podcast episodes, several major events occurred in different parts of the United States, which likely tore at our hearts to different degrees. And with each additional national and even local tragedy, as well as policy and political challenges, there is the repeated questioning of why is this happening and what can we do about it? Of course, as a society, it would make life much easier if all of our problems could be unilaterally resolved. However, being realistic, we know that that is not the premise upon which our country operates. Instead, as a society, which spends a lot of its time and effort discussing the boundaries and responsibilities of individual freedom, we need to recognize that one such responsibility that we each must actively oversee is our own mental health, as well as to look out for the mental health of those around us. The United States is home to more than 325 million people. It would seem that with such a large population, not all of the work can be accomplished by governmental entities. Surely we can each assume a bit of the responsibility and try to enhance our own mental well-being. Doing the research for this episode, I came across a number of publications which were well-meaning but somewhat redundant in their list of beneficial steps which we each should be taking to improve ourselves and look after others. However, there were also some lesser recognized points which may be of benefit. First, as a matter of perspective, if it seems like there are increasing numbers of people who are challenged with mental health issues, that is not a figment of your imagination. Of course, the pandemic has been one of the episodic situations which resulted in increased levels of anxiety, stress, and depression throughout the population. However, the numbers of individuals in multiple age groups who have confronted mental health issues has faced an upward trend, even prior to the pandemic. From my survey of the literature, it would seem that the advances in technology, which have been so helpful and ultimately transformed the way in which we live, have left a rather unpleasant side effect. Digital media and electronic communication have enabled a 24-hour, all-news, all-the-time environment, which has fostered a perpetual and obsessive exposure 
to anxiety-provoking and stressful events. This news is then internalized by viewers, which can have a detrimental impact on their mental well-being, on their ability to sleep, and in certain instances on their perception of reality itself. The other aspect of technological development is the rampant use of social media. The constant attention given to comparisons with others, even when at the hands of blatant photoshopping and misrepresentations, promote unjustified comparisons and feelings of inadequacy. The results can be detrimental, leading to unwarranted anxiety and diminished self-worth. The impact of these developments is further accentuated by the creation of a portable, handheld device, the all-in-one, do-everything phone, which can access such unhealthy video exposure anytime, anywhere. Now, the irony of the situation has not been lost on your mentor. It is true that I am citing some of the negative byproducts of today's technology, while at the same time taking advantage of this very technology as the method by which I am sharing this podcast. However, I would suggest that listening to a short informational presentation once a week is not the equivalent of spending hours a day on Instagram, TikTok, or any other number of captivating sites which are developed in a manner that encourages addictive attention. Throughout any evaluation of the extent to which one is relying on technology, it is imperative that one be able to distinguish between the medium and the message. Often it is the black hole created by the very medium itself which is altering the effects of seemingly innocuous messages. Please do not misconstrue my comments as leveling an assault against technology. After all, I use and appreciate its many benefits as much as the next person. However, the issue is a matter of degree. Technology cannot replace in-person human interaction, even though it may try. While preparing for this episode, I came across an interesting article found in Psychology Today. It is entitled Seven Habits for a Healthy Mind in a Healthy Body by Christopher Berglund. His premise that as humankind and societies have evolved, many of the good, healthy behaviors have been lost and replaced by the types of behaviors which have caused both physical and mental health problems. Berglund references the term and book of the same name, Future Shock, by Alvin Toffler. Toffler defined Future Shock as, quote, too much change in too short a period of time, close quote. Berglund applied this concept to the life-changing inventions which have occurred beginning in the 1800s. Prior to that period, the pace of radical change was quite slow. Humans were initially hunters and gatherers, 
societies began with agrarian economies, which developed into mercantile economies. And then, in the 1800s, the Industrial Revolution took place. From that point on, the inventions, along with the way in which business was conducted, changed rapidly and dramatically. Consider the invention of the telephone, the first electrical power plant, the production line automobile, the airplane, the television, the ATM. And it was just barely 40 years ago, in 1983, when the internet was invented. The point is that humans were much more physical beings for conceivably millions of years, and throughout that time, mental health issues certainly occurred. But there was not the prevalence of difficult situations as there seems to be today. So maybe we need to take a pause and reconsider what we had then and what we have today. Was it all terrific? Of course not. But as with the movement of a pendulum, we are faced with equal and opposite reactions, which are sending us to extreme levels of behavior and the resulting consequences. Instead, to apply self-care to our mental well-being, it would seem to be timely to reevaluate how we choose to proceed with life. That doesn't mean moving to the middle of a cornfield, although that is certainly fine for some. What it does mean is to consciously reevaluate the actions which we are taking. Which ones seem to be good for us, and which don't seem to offer any benefits. And then start to discuss them within our circle of friends and family, and perhaps modify our lifestyle as a group. It is not necessary to turn everything upside down. Making just one change at the outset can have a life-improving effect. While I started the conversation with the influence of technology on one's mental health, and certainly I would advocate seeking a more balanced investment of time with less dependence on technology to improve one's life, there are also several other actions which one might take to improve one's mental well-being. First, don't forget that humans were constructed as physical beings. There was a time when chairs did not even exist. So, take 20 minutes each day and go for a walk. Try to walk outside so that you can smell the flowers and perhaps hear the birds chirp. Use that time to relax your mind and focus on the physical world around you. As bad as things may seem, think about what you have to be grateful for and then write it down in a paper journal, not on a computer. Expand that process and write down three things daily for which you are grateful and three things which you achieved that day. At first, you may not be able to think of anything, but give yourself time. The items can be so minute that they seem insignificant, but they are not. Continue to learn. 
keep your mind open to new thoughts and ideas. You may not agree with everything, but make yourself aware of the intellectual resources around you, and then develop your own. Your growth reflects your creativity. Engage with other people without technology. Friends, family, social or spiritual group, volunteer at a charity, help a neighbor. Life, good or bad, is not meant to be experienced alone or through a video screen. So tell your story, listen to someone else's story, and offer to be a friend. There are additional refinements for achieving a healthy mental life. Eat well, get seven to eight hours of good sleep nightly, make sure to laugh, among others. But perhaps the most important item is to recognize that good mental health is a priority for you. That goal can serve as your catalyst for incremental change. Perhaps you are wondering why I believe that mental health is a strategy. My logic is really rather simple. When one's mental health is in balance, it eliminates the intrusions of anxiety, stress, depression, delusions, and other challenges. Understand that that does not mean that a healthy person does not experience an event which can cause an episode of mental upheaval. But a mentally healthy person can often isolate the problem, craft a solution, and move forward, even if it involves seeking out help. However, a person with chronic mental health issues is more likely to become paralyzed by those troubles. Once that happens, a skewed view of the world can take root and it becomes less likely that the individual is able to recognize opportunities or act upon them to enhance their level of success. The inability to clearly think in a strategic manner can foster a frustrating downward spiral which can further accentuate the mental health issues. So the strategy of creating good mental health really operates as the foundation for all of the other areas in which strategic thinking can positively influence one's life. The points which your mentor shared today are offered in the hope of urging you each to give attention to maintaining your mental wellness. I make no claims of being a physician. However, if you have or know someone else who has a mental health issue, there are numerous resources in your local community which are available free of charge. If you don't know where to begin, consider speaking with a member of the clergy or contacting a social service agency. Also, check Google or another search engine for mental health resources in your community. Please do not ignore the importance of making your mental well-being a priority. You have the power to make your life better and our society better. 
Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?